0: welcome to the ps younger self podcast where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs thought leaders and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives and always on our own terms Before we dive into today's exciting episode, I have to tell you guys about a very special offer that our guest has offered just for PS Younger Self listeners. You can get 20% off discount for the Awakening Breathwork program at Soma Breathwork. You'll know why this is such a transformative breathwork experience when you listen to the full episode with our special guests. So don't miss out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm very excited for our episode today because we have a very special guest who is going to tell us a lot about the power of breathwork, and more particularly, the transformative experience of Soma breathwork. He is an ex-pharmacist turned holistic health expert and the founder of the International School of Breathwork, Soma Breath. He started his path in this healing others as a community pharmacist, but yet after years, he found himself as a patient of stress-related depression and ulcerative colitis. This was his wake-up call that made him embark on this profound journey of helping healing others through breathwork. Known internationally also as the Renegade Pharmacist, he is dedicated to educating others on the topics of holistic health, breath work, meditation, and so much more. (laughs) So we are truly lucky to have him with us. Please meet our special guest, Neeraj Nayak. Hi, Neeraj. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for being with us. Really, really excited. I know we had a chance very briefly Uh, a week or so ago to chat, but I thought it would be a really great place for us to start this conversation, knowing that there's, I feel like there's so much increasing kind of attention around the benefits of conscious breath work, you know, and around its powerful, effective ways of improving our health and wellness. And I think it's way more than just helping us relax, but if we think about it, it kind of seems like, you know, learning about breath work is counterintuitive. Like, why do I need to learn about breath work? It's automatic. But <laughs> obviously, that's wrong, right? So tell us first, why the importance of conscious breath work? Are we not doing it enough?
1: Right. Yeah, great question. So that the problem is the fact that it's also automatic, right? But also... um we can have conscious control over our breath. There's the one strange uh, thing that we have which we can take for granted or we can take control over. And uh, what what the breath is, is obviously it's our way of producing energy in the body. That's how we create energy. Okay, And it also is the mechanism for tapping into the autonomic nervous system as has been shown by various people over time, like Swami Rama in the 70s, Wim Hof in more recent times, showing the power of just breathing techniques to influence the the autonomic nervous system, which is where you have the immune system, your heart rate, your um, uh, body temperature, and all these functions that we just take for granted. And actually, we have to allow to run on autopilot because otherwise we wouldn't be able to have a conscious awareness of reality because we'll be too busy occupied with trying to figure out, you know, what should be the right heart rate and body temperature and all this stuff. So the autonomic nervous system is amazing. It has um, wonderful power and uses uh, which allows us to have this experience, this human experience, right? And the part of the brain that uh, deals with this is the reptilian part of the brain. It's the most primitive part of the brain, okay? Mm -hmm. We actually have a lot in common with reptiles and birds when it comes to this part of the brain. Um, Mm -hmm. But as we're born, this brain evolves, forms uh, many layers. Uh, It has the mammalian layer, the limbic system, right? And then it has like the human layer, which is the neocortex, which is a more, more recent part of the evolution of human beings, right? And that's really what gives us this conscious control. However, the reptilian brain, it only deals with survival. That's that's its main objective is to make us survive at all costs and to procreate, reproduce, okay? So we can pass on our uh, genes uh, around the planet. Um now the, the thing with the reptilian brain is that it's quite easily triggered, all right? It's uh-huh. always looking out for danger. It's always on a high alert looking out for danger and therefore by default most of us have a underlying anxiety like there's just mm-hmm. a there's a steady underlying level of anxiety at all times because well our reptilian brains always looking out for danger and in some yeah in some people it's turned up much more than others right and this is all down to, your early childhood imprints and many other things like that. So, um, so the reptilian brain, which deals with automatic breathing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it can be triggered quite easily and it can be on high alert, it means we tend to have a sympathetic dominance, mm-hmm. which means that our sympathetic nervous system is more dominant mm-hmm. most of the time than the parasympathetic. The sympathetic deals with fight and flight responses. It produces adrenaline. And what it also does is it makes us breathe faster than we actually need to because we breathe faster when we're ramping up energy in order to run away or fight, defend ourselves. Okay. But what this can lead to is erratic over breathing and. There's this amazing doctor scientist called Buteko, who created the Buteyko method many years ago from Russia who um, basically made a strong claim that most people's health issues, chronic health issues, mm-hmm. um, inflammatory issues, things like hypertension, uh, high blood pressure, even cancer and things like that, are the result of chronic hyperventilation where people are breathing faster than they need to most of the time. Okay. And he, he actually fixed his own extremely high blood pressure um, when all the conventional medicine failed by simply stopping his breath, slowing it down, and okay. learning how to increase his ability to hold his breath. Right. And he developed an entire system called the Buteko method, which is actually gained from going back to the roots of yoga and pranayama because in russia there was a strong correlation between um the northern like himalayan regions and yep. russian scientists were studying a lot of the yogis back then who had these miraculous powers right so he he studied yoga pranayama and, and that's what reverses extremely high blood pressure and so what uh, uh really is going on there is he is showing us how to control the autonomic nervous system by simply controlling the breath and mm-hmm. pranayama literally means energy control or breath control okay because the way we produce prana in the body is through um breathing we breathe in oxygen and that burns uh like a fire in our mitochondria to produce atp energy so since that time um There have been more people talking about the benefits of slowing breathing down. And this is one of the things that I uh, turned to myself because I went through a chronic autoimmune disease many years ago and it was going through that. That's how I discovered the power of the breath. What pranayama really is, is a system of breathing practices Mm -hmm. that gives us conscious control over the autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And There's some simple principles as well. When you breathe in, your sympathetic nervous system turns on. When you breathe out, your parasympathetic switches on, all right? Mm -hmm. And with different breathing patterns and different rates of breathing, we can turn on stress, turn off stress, turn on rest and digest. And we can also stimulate the nervous system as well as the endocrine system just with breathing techniques. So if you let the reptilian brain take control and you're not consciously aware of your breath, what happens is you can be breathing too fast over breathing chronic hyperventilation. What it does is it gets rid of what I believe is I consider is the prana in pranayama. That's carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is essential gas yeah. That's necessary for getting oxygen off the red blood cells and into the cells of your organs, tissues, muscles, things like that. So in order for life to exist, we need to have a right level of CO2 in the body, right, in, the, in our bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And every time we breathe out, we breathe out CO2. We breathe in oxygen. When you over-breathe, you get rid of the CO2, okay, too much CO2, uh-huh. too fast. That's what causes this issues of um oxygen not able to go to where it needs to go and it's low body tissue oxygenation that's what butaker said and many many other medical uh doctors have have shown in studies low body tissue oxygenation where not the not the oxygen in your blood cells but i'm talking about the oxygen in your body tissue cells low body tissue oxygenation is the root cause of all disease okay so If Mm -hmm. you are stressed and you breathe in a stressed way and you're not consciously controlling your breath, not learning how to consciously control it, what happens is over time, you're going to get the issues of chronic stress. That is chronic disease. And in our, now in my school, Soma Breath, we teach everybody conscious control of the breath, but Mm -hmm. many other breathing practices as well, which richly makes your breath into like its own pharmacy right? Because I used to be a pharmacist. Uh.
0: The breath
1: is literally like your own pharmacy if you know how to use it. That's what we train wow. people to do. So conscious control of the breath. Um, we have conscious control of the entire autonomic nervous system. And through this, we can prevent stress related diseases occurring. One of the primary, the number one cause of death actually is not COVID, right? It's heart disease, heart
0: attacks. Disease.
1: And heart heart attacks is caused by um, inflammation. And that inflammation can be prevented by consciously controlling the breath. Because you can raise the CO2. You can produce other uh, uh, nitric oxide, which is an amazing antioxidant that pr- um, mm. protects against oxidative stress. So, oxygen, what it does is it causes stress on the body. It causes, it's called oxidative stress. It's why we need antioxidants in the diet. But... Uh. There you go, right? So a lot of our health, disease and all these things and our quality of life revolves around oxygen and our control of oxygen. Because oxygen, not only is it our essential gas for making energy, but it also has a, this side effect, of causing damage to cells. It's like a combustion engine of a car. When you drive that engine too hard and too fast for too long, right? It breaks down, right? It yes. wears and tears. Same mm-hmm. thing going on. Imagine there's all these cylinders firing, producing energy in your body. That's the mitochondria. So, if you look at pranayama, if you look at traditional yoga, it's the entire mm-hmm. science of actually reducing your breathing and need for oxygen. And there's a famous Chinese philosopher, Lao Tzu, who says a perfect human breathes as though they're not breathing at all. So, our soma ref school is all. About reverse engineering what he meant and making people's breath so under control and so efficient that they hardly need to breathe. Right. You can see the difference. If you compare somebody who's sick compared to somebody who's perfectly healthy, that you'll see the breathing. Like somebody who's sick and stressed and burnt out, they'll breathe heavy, they'll breathe through their mouth, they might even make a sound like a noise. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: the opposite side, um, perfect human, according to Lao Tzu, they hardly look like they're even breathing and they'll never breathe in through their mouth. They'll never inhale through their mouth. Wow. Yeah.
0: That that was really fascinating. And like one of the uh, key points I want to kind of hone in on in how you underscored, you know, the, the point of conscious breathing is getting to this point of like, the the importance of reduce oxygen in our body. Is that the state of hypoxia that you speak about in, um, when you, when I learned and watched some videos about explaining soma breath? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, not quite. So the, the hypoxia state is a temporary Mm -hmm. state that we invoke through holding your breath in a certain way. All right. Mm -hmm. When you hold your breath for a long enough period of time, Okay, after the exhale, you can invoke this state called intermittent hypoxia, which is a lower than normal oxygen level. We do this for a specific effect, okay? That is the state that trains your body to become more efficient using oxygen. This is how your body works. Whatever doesn't kill it makes it stronger, right? In a nutshell, right? Um, But basically, when you... When you like stress the body a little bit, so like take away from Mm -hmm. the body Mm -hmm. that what it needs for a short period, it makes your, it basically gives the body a kick up the ass and says, Hey, prepare yourself for battle because you're, you, you're running out of this ingredient that you need. So do whatever you can to make sure that if it runs out, you're okay. Right. So Mm -hmm. we do this with fasting, fasting,
0: you take away food Mm -hmm. for a
1: bit. And your body adapts, becomes stronger and more efficient.
0: Mm -hmm. Same
1: thing with the breath. You take away oxygen for a short period. I'm just talking one or two minutes, right? Don't need to do more. Um, You actually invoke a strengthening in the body, right? Mm -hmm. Your body ramps up, okay? It's production of red blood cells. It actually increases uh, the formation of capillaries, um, and blood vessels around muscles, tissues, joints, even your heart and your brain, okay? But what it also does is it can, at a certain point of hypoxia, wake up stem cells, the power of stem cells. Stem yeah. cells, as we know, are like people are spending thousands and thousands and thousands on extracting the stem cells, storing mm-hmm. their stem cells, you know, and doctors you make mistakes even yeah. injecting those in the wrong places and things yeah. like that. But imagine what if I told you, if you could make your own stem cells on command just by holding your breath in the right way.
0: Now that sounds yeah. incredibly powerful. Exactly. And uh, Niraj, when you actually um, compared it oh. to uh, fasting, intermittent fasting, that's exactly what it made me think of because I practice intermittent fasting and I'm sure you're very familiar with David Sinclair and yeah. he speaks about how the um, intermittent fasting gets us in a state of hormesis. And I was actually yes. thinking if, that state of getting into hormesis and has the long term benefits of activating our um, longevity genes, as you speak of, was similar to what happens when we're when you're helping to get us into the the intermittent like hypoxic state. Like it has a longer term benefit, which sounds like it's helping to make, wake up stem cells and um, other things, which is lot more powerful than like just learning how to you know relax and the overall like health benefits of your entire body
1: yeah i'll give you an example um one of um, our amazing recent stories is a guy who basically had has and it's on its way out a very rare genetic condition called muscular dystrophy where your muscles literally waste away and he was losing his ability to walk. He was almost in a wheelchair, right? And he couldn't even pick up his grandkid. He couldn't pick up his grandchild, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he went did our 21-day awakening protocol, okay, which is all about waking up this superpower within, stem okay. cells, all this stuff. It's a special intermittent hypoxic protocol through the breath. There's many layers to it as well because there's also a, an awakening in terms of your mind and self-awareness. But anyway... Uh, what he did was that course. And then every day for six months, he, now he's made it into a daily habit. He just did one of our, um, daily doses. I call it daily dose because it gives you a daily dose of intermittent hypoxia. Did every day for six months. When he came back, he was actually able to lift his grandson. Okay. And he's able to throw a ball over his head, which he wasn't able to do. And he can walk. And the doctors were just shocked. They're like, what is going on? All right. And they actually did a scan and showed that his muscles were growing back. The only way you can explain that, you have to have a mechanism. The only mechanism that can explain why that happens is intermittent hypoxia invoking endogenous stem cells waking up. So, yeah.
0: That's mind blowing. It sounds like a miracle, but. I know and and something that like maybe allopathic doctors want don't want to talk about because it seems so simple and within our own power of just controlling what we have. But to your point, you know, that we take advantage of, but when we can tap into that power of voluntarily controlling an autonomic system, we have and why I love your analogy of like um or you said, breathing is like your own pharmacy. You can heal yourself yes. through breathing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> Wait, so I'm, I'm actually thinking um, back to this hypoxic state because I find it really fascinating. And I also practice HIT, high-intensity interval training. And obviously, in, when you practice HIT, that high-intensity, you have lower levels of oxygen, right? Like you're getting into an intermittent hypoxic state as well?
1: Um, yes, very true. That's true. Okay. And it's more localized to the muscle area. Right? Okay. So when you do any high intensity uh, exercise even like heavy weights right? Uh it will make the hypoxia in the area. So imagine every oh. cell is breathing all the time. It's breathing yeah. in oxygen, breathing out CO2. So the muscles that are using the most energy yes right? Most oxygen will put out the most CO2 and take away the most oxygen. So yeah, so intermittent hypoxia um, I'm sorry. Interval uh, high intensity interval training, yes. actually creates strength in the muscle groups you're working with. That's why if you do any hit uh, exercise mm-hmm. routine, you should do one that works on every single muscle group. But did you know that yoga can also be a high intensity? interval training exercise
0: no can you actually tell me because i'm actually a, yeah. a yogini i've been practicing yoga for over 10 years but yeah. and and for i did not know that and that's why my um kind of fitness routine involves five days of hit training and one day of uh high intensity vinyasa mm-hmm. so i had and i had no idea though my yoga practice is hit. please it tell me be. It It can can be.
1: It depends on how you do it. So basically, yoga, originally traditional yoga, is a static contraction exercise. All right. Um, So let me explain what that means. So, this is a way, if you do yoga like this, it's your basically your anti aging exercise that will reverse your aging process. Oh. All right. So, if you heard about these stories of, Yogis are live forever, immortal yogis yes. live uh-huh. There may be some way to explain it. It may they may be myths, but there may be some mechanism to explain how yogis hack their health. And it all comes down again yeah. to carbon dioxide, oxidative stress, reversing oxidative stress, protecting against it, and breathing rates, slowing breathing down, and the right way to do yoga. So so let me try and Summarize. made this as concise as possible. So basically why Mm. why do yogis go and live at the top of mountains where the oxygen levels are really low? All right. Have you ever thought about that? No. That's where all the super long living yogis live. All right. The reason like Babaji, for example, he's like the famous one. So Mm -hmm. think about this. What is up there? Very low oxygen oxygen and more CO2. So oxygen causes us to age. It's what makes us age, but yogis, super yogis, they've made themselves so efficient as oxygen, okay, that they can go and live at the top of like you know these super high mountains, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you may have heard of this um, Gurkha soldier, Nir- Nirmul Nims Purja. There's a whole documentary on him, Fourteen Peaks. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he tr- he's like one of the most insanely powerful yes. human beings on this planet, right? And yes. he's a Gurkha soldier. He So he trains at high altitudes.
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: So, and also the Mexican Olympic Games, right, in 1968 were done at high altitude, okay? And the athletes were smashing records, okay? And they wanted to know why. And this is what led to the development of high altitude training, Okay. Uh Training at high altitudes where the oxygen levels are very low. So it may start to make sense now. So basically, traditional yoga, right? When you do traditional yoga, okay, it kind of simulates internally the effects of high altitude training where you're lowering the oxygen for a brief period. So as I told you, there's breathing techniques to do that. Yes. Yes. Also, you can do this through static contraction exercise, which is what traditional yoga used to be. In fact, yoga and pranayama, I mean, pranayama and the asanas go hand in hand together, okay? Because okay. original traditional yoga would be done where you're holding each pose with the, and the sutra actually says this, the translation of the sutra, with the mindset that you're going to have to hold this pose forever, right? Yes, yeah. So. That's how you're meant to frame your mind when you go into the pose, and you're meant to hold the pose until you can't contract any longer the muscles. So, what happens when you contract the muscle? Okay, is you shut off the blood supply to the muscle? Okay, yeah, which means okay that the muscle, if you're doing it to the maximum effort, mm-hmm. right? You don't do it to pain. You do it till you can't hold it any longer, mm-hmm. right? What happens is you you force that muscle you create firstly localized hypoxia but you force that muscle to use up the energy supply that it has available because you're shutting off when you do like this you shut off right. the blood supply to that muscle
0: exactly so it's
1: forced to use what it's got right
0: uh-huh. and what
1: that does is it tricks that muscle then to thinking that it's running out of oxygen and then it adapts it produces more myoglobin you get uh, stem cells waking up, you get a strengthening. And this is what strengthens the muscle. And strength is the number one hallmark of longevity, right? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. The stronger you are,
1: okay? That's why heavy weight lifting, uh, weight-bearing exercises are better for your longevity than any mm-hmm. other workout. But s- same thing with yoga. If you do each pose to maximum effort and controlling your breath, so you're slowing your breathing down, mm-hmm. Right. You're actually forcing each muscle, if you do the right routine, we have a, in Soma Breath, we teach the perfect routine for this. You're forcing each muscle Mm -hmm. to adapt to a low oxygen environment, okay? Which Mm -hmm. is what happens when you go and train at high altitude. And this is what reverses the aging process of these muscle groups. So yoga, if you look at it like that, it's a way for you to become super efficient at using oxygen. So your breathing slows right down. And there's another reason for this as well. Because remember, yoga's main um, mantra is chitiviti naroda," meaning bring tranquility to mind, peace to mind, right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. Oxygen activates and causes contraction, right? CO2 does the opposite. It relaxes and causes dilation, Okay. So the more CO two you have, the ability to retain in your body, right? Not only the more energy you produce more efficiently, but you also are more relaxed, more calm because CO two calms erratic uh, neurons from firing. So when we're under panic, we have we actually hyperventilate. You, you see people when they're panicking,
0: exactly. and what do yeah, they do?
1: Yeah. You, you breathe through a plastic uh, a paper bag co2 to calm yourself down that's how you fix a panic attack so Mm. with yoga you can train yourself to exist in higher and higher amounts of co2 and you'll be able to hold your breath for longer and longer periods of time after the exhale and what this does firstly if you can have more co2 in your system you're going to be more high and more happy more calm more relaxed okay And also when you can hold your breath for significant, like longer, longer periods of time, there's a point around, around, around 90 seconds where, according to the legend, we produce the soma within, right? And the soma within you could say is like our own endogenous DMT or tryptamines, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens when you breathe in, you inspire, all right? You get inspired. So thought is created by breath. On the inhale, inspiration, inspire, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when you breathe out? You expire, right? And Mm -hmm. when you hold your breath after the exhale, you literally expire. You trick the brain into thinking life is over, stopped. And what that does is it wakes up this endogenous DMT. And that's why people have these like incredible trips through the breath. (laughs) And super yogis who go up to the Himalayas and live in very high CO2 compared to O2 levels, they're like in a natural state of just oneness connection called samadhi, right? Mm -hmm. But they train themselves to do that. And that's why yoga and pranayama is so important because as the first step, the asana, sorry. yoga, Yoga isn't asana, it's not pranayama. It's a whole system of different things. But that's why the first thing to master is asana with pranayama. Because what that does is it makes you super efficient using oxygen. And you then start to exist in this state of higher CO2, which feels really good and blissful. And this is how we create the Chittinitri viroda tranquility of mind. All right. So our Soma Breath School is this traditional yoga, the science of it, made accessible and unique and um more enjoyable through the way we do the the, the, the training which is all through breathing to music to beats yeah okay? this is this is what summer breath we've achieved because with with um the first part of what we teach is optimizing the breath gaining control over it consciously to strengthen the system So that you can hold your breath for longer periods. Then the more advanced techniques is all about tapping into these altered states of consciousness that we can invoke through the breath and also rhythmic breathing to invoke uh, different brainwave states. And this is what we've created as a, as a, as a practice. We call it the Soma Awakening Technique, which
0: Mm -hmm. is what we're
1: most famous for is this. Musical breathing practice. Yes. yes. um, Which is like, in my opinion, the antidote to recreational drugs, right? That gets us messed up. Because it gives you the same buzz, the same high, but even deeper connection to the divine and the spirit, but Mm -hmm. with positive side effects. Because by doing it, you're becoming more efficient, using oxygen, lowering oxygen stress, and calming the system down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is... This is like our main signature practice and everything else we do on top is designed to give you the best experience of this practice. It's the most potent meditation experience you can, you can have.
0: Yeah. No, really. And and thank you for actually um breaking down kind of the basic key unique principles of what um makes soma breath work so different, because that's exactly what I was gonna be my next question. And, you know, um when you were explaining how uh, soma, unlike the other types of breath works, it combines musical breathing and uh, gets us into all these incredible, um like altered states of consciousness, tapping into, you know, I think. Uh, our, our gamma brain waves. And I feel like now, and and activating, I think, you know, the DNT trip and helping us feel more blissful. Is that maybe why? Like I told you how so many of your reviews speak about like this psychedelic <sighs> orgasmic experience. And when I was first <clears throat> researching you, I'm like, that is so bizarre. How can breath work? You know, meditation breath work. get you into that feeling but the way now you're describing what it's activating it makes sense and then niraj i actually had a chance to do your master class your free master class um earlier last week and now i know why personally (laughs) it really first of all your music it feels like i'm kind of like in like I don't know, like a cool rave or something. I'm not like crazy, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. like? Really incredible music that puts you in this trance like state, Yeah. but yet tell me if I was doing this wrong, but you know, you're walking us through this breathing technique, which I had to, which was new to me, but it felt like kind of work. Like, you know, the work as in, you know, because it's not automatic. I'm trying to control it. You're guiding us to, like, breathe in through our stomach and then holding it. And so, but besides feeling like I was working, you know, like I was doing my HIIT workout, I kind of felt lightheaded at the end. Is that good, bad? <laughs> um. So w- which part
1: uh, did you do that made you feel like...
0: Lightheaded? At the end of the session? At the uh, end of the session. Yes, at the end of the session, I was lightheaded because throughout the breathing, you know, I I was focusing on my breathing work. So it felt like kind of like exercise, you know, because I've never breathed like this before, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm limiting the oxygen, right? As you as you speak of getting into that hypoxic state, intermittent hypoxic state. So stressing my body as we talked about which now we're learning it's a little bit of good stress
1: yeah. exactly
0: in a positive way but at the end of it and then i'm like you know floating to this music it felt really good but by the end of it i kind of felt lightheaded but not like i'm about to faint but kind of i guess in that blissful state in that Blissful,
1: yeah so that's the co2 but were you feeling like uh, like good like Feeling, of
0: course, yeah. very good because I didn't want it to end really.
1: Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's and the, much, the euphoric never... feeling of CO2. Ah. Yeah, yeah. There's another type of lightheadedness, which is actually from over breathing, hyperventilation can make okay. us feel dizzy and like not good. No, no, not, it wasn't that. No, no. So that's that's when you hyperventilate, which some breathing techniques can do that, like rebirthing holotropic. There's a lot of hyperventilation there. Okay. Which can make people feel very panicky. Even if you just go for like 20 seconds right now, you're going to feel horrible and lightheaded. It's exactly. not good. And some people are doing that all day long. Like they don't realize when you're breathing through their mouth like that, they're chronically hyperventilating and that can make them feel lightheaded all day long. And mm-hmm. people feel stressed and panicky and they rush for coffee thinking that's going to wake them up, make them mm-hmm. feel better. but It makes them worse. So Just by slowing the breathing down, even stopping your breath in the right way for a few seconds, helps to recalibrate the breathing and raise the CO2. When you get enough CO2, you get oxygen flowing to where it needs to go.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it makes you feel good. That's it.
0: Wow. Can we have too much CO2? So if I'm doing my hit you know, uh five days a week and then my yoga. And then now I want to implement, I want to try your 21 days challenge. And if I'm doing this on a daily practice and increasing more CO2, can I have mm. too much of it? Because you know, when we spoke about it and you and you said it as well that a little bit of stress is good for us. But as sometimes we've also heard too much of something could be bad for us. So can I overdose here on CO2? So your
1: body is very, very smart. It, can, it will actually make you breathe. If, if you're holding your breath for too long, you, you cannot suffocate yourself. Someone would have to physically suffocate you. So, and your brain tells you at least um, 50% in advance before you're going to have any damage. Right. So we're, we're very, very powerful in in terms of that. We have a, you know, ability to unconsciously kick ourselves out of any habit or practice that's going to harm us. Okay. Way before it it does. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you won't overdo it. Okay. You can't overdo it because your body will always, your breath will always recalibrate itself. Mm -hmm. Um, what you can overdo, though, is too much oxygen, right? And not enough CO2. And that's what a lot of people are doing on a day-to-day basis is that they are hyperventilating, as I was saying, yeah, and they're overdoing the oxygen, okay? And that's what causes a lot of harm. CO2, for it to be toxic, it has to be in super high concentration, way more than you'd ever ever be able to create yourself, right? You you're, You'd be breathing faster. You'd be... Exhaling um, mm-hmm. way before you can r- reach that CO2 level, it causes mm-hmm. harm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oxygen,
1: on the other hand, is an underlying issue that we all have, and that's why we need to master oxygen and make it our friend. Okay, because actually, oxygen is what causes us to age. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a, doc- a scientist called Helmut Sees. He's the father of like this redox chemistry, oxygen reactions. Mm-hmm. And he says, although it's very difficult to live with oxygen, it's also very difficult to live. So it's difficult to live with, with, without oxygen. It's also equally difficult to live with oxygen.
0: With oxygen.
1: Because of this oxidative stress that it causes. And, um, so you, you can see this in the animal kingdom as well. Animals that live a long time, like elephants, mm-hmm. turtles, okay, whales, they breed very, very slow. Like oh, really? one breath per minute or even less for whales. And they whales can hold their breath for like two hours at a time. The bowhead whale lives 200 years plus, right? Uh-huh. It's it's cheated death. But animals that don't live a long time, like rats, mice, they breathe very, very fast, like 150, 300 breaths per minute. And they only live like one year or two yeah. years. But the uh, there's an animal called the naked mole rat Basically, it it supports all the things I'm saying, because this creature is a rat, but it lives primarily underground in a hypoxic environment, low-oxygen environment, and it can hold its breath for like 18 minutes at a time. And guess what? It lives 30 years. (laughs) Yeah, a super resilient animal.
0: 30 times longer than the average. Yeah,
1: and humans, we can consciously control our breath. That's what we, sets us apart. So we can train ourselves to be like whales, right?
0: Uh-huh. Or
1: we can breathe like rats. So it's, it's our choice.
0: It's our choice. Yeah. And you know what I feel like after talking to you? Oh my God, this is just so incredible. And I don't know, I mean, uh-huh. you tell me if you think otherwise. Um, I don't think what's talked about enough around breath were. And I found really fascinating kind of one of the, key of many points here is how breath work could increase our longevity. Yeah. You know? and you know, and again, like as we talked about, or as I mentioned before, uh before you so, you know, in depth and eloquently spoke about all these powerful benefits to our health. People just might think, oh, it just helps us get into a parasympathetic like state of relaxation. But and and there's also so much, as I mentioned, David Sinclair, I've been following his work it's so fascinating and so even the the um you know longevity ways to live longer optimize that is so much on people's mind and i feel like yeah. breathing conscious breathing for longevity is yes. not talked about as much which i found really fascinating for a lot of the yeah points made it's and even still
1: new animals, but, but buteyko was the real like Western pioneer of all this um, Mm. many years ago, but he wasn't taken so seriously. And even though he had like so much studies and evidence and all this, I think it was too simple or it was too much of a threat because it was so easy to increase someone's health um, quality of life just by slowing their breathing down. Right. And teaching them how to hold their breath. It was a huge threat probably to, (laughs)
0: I think it's more that I think it's more that huge threat to the pharmaceutical industry, the medical industry. industry. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I won't get into that. He lived.
1: He lived like over ninety years old. He was a testament to this, and he even had a serious car car crash. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was in a really. That's the only reason he died younger than he could have. He could have lived over a hundred years. They were saying it was just his. He had this very serious car crash. Yes. That, that he, it was like a near death experience he was recovering from that's why he died younger but he would have probably lived over 100 years
0: as a centaur wow i feel like and especially like um so my mom actually suffers from a lot of like kind of health conditions which i feel like could be very uh preventative like high blood pressure high cholesterol and diabetes and and she has a lot of anxiety and worry and and i feel like now i just want to inform and arm her with like let's get you into uh, a breathing technique and yeah um god i would be so fascinated to see like how much that can help her but um i have to ask you this has really really just been so illuminating and i can't wait to dive into my 21 days of so much nice. challenge um but so i have to ask you one final question we learned so much from you, but this ties into one of my favorite questions I like to ask all of my guests. Um, you've had a really fascinating background into what led you to be where you are today, helping people heal through breathing. But if you can pass on one piece of advice to your younger Niraj, huh. to remind him to live fully in the present and on his terms, is there something that you'd like to pass on?
1: Um, you know what I wouldn't want to interfere with the past because wow. my future is like it's been so miraculous and awesome mm. but just imagine if I say one because th- this is the thing with it's um powerful. information
0: mm-hmm. it can change
1: the course of someone's life absolutely so it'd be very difficult to know what to say to a younger self because it could change the course of my life completely and I might not be doing what i'm doing i might be doing something not as cool yeah or even cooler who knows <laughs> but that's why meddling with the past is a little bit tricky in my opinion but mm-hmm. if i was like let's say hypothetical mm-hmm. um uh you know i see there's many times where i almost gave up right mm. almost gave up hope um and there was a lot of doubters you know a lot of people saying ah you're crazy or go go back to be a pharmacist you you're doing. You're taking too much of a risk. Um, I would be like, just keep on, not giving a fuck what anyone thinks of you. That's it.
0: I I love that. <laughs> I I've, so, well, to be quite frank, that's kind of how I started on my journey of leaving my corporate career in New York City to, uh, I say, live on my own terms. Because yeah, that's everyone else's standard of success and whatever right versus like what's really fueling inside of you and you're I feel like you're on a mission you're exactly. on and look look at the incredible you've you've created a <laughs> special unique like transformative breath work that is unlike i feel like any other because i practiced a little a bit of wim hof as well too as i mentioned i'm a yogini so i've done i do pray it Pranayama. Pranayama, yeah, breathing regularly. But, you know, what I've experienced through Soma, really, really, I can see why you have, like, you know, thousands, millions, you know, following and (laughs) speaking so incredibly about this experience. So on that note, um, where can people find you? I know you're all over the interwebs, but if you can please share it with us how they can – our, uh, listeners can connect with you, watch you listen to you and all of that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, somabreath.com Go to that and you can sign up for the free masterclass, like the one that you did. Uh, also we have, um, an amazing YouTube channel with lots of free stuff. So if you want to test us out, go and check out, YouTube, Simon Breath. We also have a Facebook group, which is super high vibe and buzzing. If you want to get in with a really thriving community where everyone supports each other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, make new friends, you know, uh, so mm-hmm. many cool cool people in there, uh, go and check out the Facebook group as well. And that's it. You can also check out my Instagram, uh, which is Neeraj Nake Official or, and the Sime Breath one. Follow both of those because there's loads of cool free tips on there that I'm always giving. And you can also dial into my crazy life um (laughs) that that i live these days so yeah
0: actually on that we'll be sure to link all that actually on that note i was thinking like and i think i saw on your on your website do you do like live like events or yeah
1: yeah yeah we're planning we're 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 working on doing a big soma breath fest i'm not sure where we're going to do it maybe mexico but um keep a lookout on that um and in ibiza we do retreats at the moment we're going to start I mean, we've got 1700 instructors now, so we're going to start having our master instructors who are the most qualified ones to start doing training retreats and retreats in their their locations.
0: Yes, retreats. So that would be amazing. And I can. Yeah, it should come to one. I am already picturing myself. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. There all is. right. Niraj, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing the time and your incredible work that you're sharing with all of us in this world.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. Much love. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcasts. and Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.